Well, welcome you to another episode of the John Wesley United Methodist in Houston podcast. I'm Marty Dunbar, one of the pastors here. We are a church that exists to connect people to Jesus. This week we start our annual I Love My Church series. And this week we are talking about the people and the JW teams that make our ministry go at John Wesley and how God has called us to be his church, the body of Christ. And God continues to seek the one, the lost, and bring them into the fold, the 99, which is his assembly, his body, his church. And we are his church, and so we should celebrate all those amazing people who make up those amazing teams that do God's work here at our church and the importance of loving the church. We challenge you to love your church. Have a great day. things I know I like or love a lot of different things in life. Uh, one thing that I love is to drive a truck. I love driving a truck. Um, one thing that I love is college football. I love college football. Uh, one thing that I love is waking up on Saturday morning and knowing I don't really have to go anywhere. I love that, right? So I can just enjoy a cup of coffee and sit around and enjoy the morning. One thing that I love to do is work with my hands and build things and do weekend projects, whether inside or outside. One thing that I love is Mexican food. I love, amen, preach it, preach it. I love to eat Mexican food. Actually, I love to overeat when I'm eating Mexican food. So that's what I really like to do. But I love my wife, my kids, my life. You know, I love my church. So I love my church. And so what do you love? What do you love? We're, we're talking about what we love, how we love our church and John Wesley United Methodist Church here, right here. This is where we are and how God has called us to love things. God has called us to love his church as well as Partnership Sunday. And Partnership Sunday is just one of those times that we can sort of look into the future and say, we would like to commit. We would like to pledge. We would like to give an estimated giving number so that the church can plan for what it might spend in 2019. And that's why we're here today as well as to worship and be the body of Christ and be the church. So 
I was thinking about our church, and, and I think about my home church, White's Chapel United Methodist Church. I grew up there in my middle school, high school years, and we joined as a family in 1982. And it was this little, small, white chapel on a hill, and then it grew to a medium-sized church, and then a large church, and then a mega church. I got to serve there for 11 years, and, and it continues to do well. But I think back in my life and, and what that church gave me, and it was a place for me to, to gather as a youth. It was a place that uh, sent me off into the world as a senior, you know, moving into college. It was a place that helped grow my spirituality. It helped really formulate my call to ministry in some form or fashion. And then when I actually was in my call to ministry and starting to work through that call, it helped me through that. It helped support me in seminary. And then when I went and I worked there, it really worked worked with me in developing, mentoring, and making me who, who I am as a pastor today. And so I think about my home church and what a great opportunity it was for me to be a part of a church for so long, and I love that church. The Apostle Paul speaks about his love for the church at Philippi in Philippians chapter one. He says, every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my requests for all of you with joy. For you have been my partners in spreading good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. This is the church that Paul loved. He helped actually start this church, most believe. And, and he says... I love you, I love this church, because you partner with me. You have partnered with me in sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, preaching the gospel. This church actually helps support him in his ministry as well. And what a beautiful thing, what a beautiful thing. So I, I think about our church, John Wesley United Methodist Church, whether you've been here 20 days or 20 years, whatever, there's, there's things you can love about this church. And one thing that I learned for sure from my home church, White Shopee United Methodist Church, is that sometimes it's hard to love the church. It's hard to love the church because the church is sort of messed up at times, right? It's not perfect. The church is disappointing. A lot of times we have certain expectations that the church is never gonna fulfill anyway. Maybe those are wrong expectations or maybe we have a particular expectation that just doesn't fill in our life. The church is messy, the church is chaotic. The church's work is never done, which is so frustrating for some people because then it's gotta change and it's gotta morph and it's gotta continue to reach the culture and, and reach into the culture but be, be transformed by Christ at the same time and, and the church is filled with people who are flawed and people who are faulty, but redeemed sinners of Jesus Christ. And so it's hard to love the church sometimes. You probably heard the phrase hot mess. You woke up and you look like a hot mess. I don't know. The church is a hot mess sometimes. The church is the bride of Christ, but sometimes it's just a hot mess, really. And so that's the reality. But we're called to love the church because the church is the body of Christ. And God loves the church. Christ died for the church. You know, Christians, um, it, we really can't say that we, we love Jesus and we don't love the church. Now, a non-Christian, somebody who is seeking faith or trying to understand it can say that. 
But a Christian can't really say that they love Jesus and they don't love the church because the church is us. The church is the people. The church is the followers of Jesus. You actually are the church, right? We are the church. Jesus speaks about uh, the lost ones in this chapter 15 of the Gospel of Luke, and he talks about the lost coin, he talks about a lost son, and he talks uh, at the beginning of the chapter about a lost sheep. Let me read this story to you, you've probably heard it. So Jesus told them this story. If a man has a 100 sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go search for the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. And when he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors, saying, rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. So this is a person that had a hundred sheep, one goes lost, and, and this is a story that just radiates with the relentless love of God. It talks about how there's one lost, there's one not found, there's one out there, there's, there's one that might have wandered away or a prodigal that's sort of wandered off and living in a different style or a different way and, and maybe have walked away from faith and how God relentlessly pursues and, and leaves the 99 but go out there and, and he is actively looking, actively trying to seek and draw that person to him. Now, I read that story, and over the years, I've always thought to myself, I don't know if you've pictured or thought about this question, but whatever happens in the 99? That's neato if you're the one and God comes looking for you, but does God just abandon the 99 so the wolves can come and eat them all up? So what happens to the 99? So during Jesus' time, I think if we put it in context, we can understand that. Jesus' time, most people didn't have 100 sheep. Actually, very wealthy people wouldn't have 100 sheep. They, would, they probably wouldn't need a herd that size. They would have other livestock as well. But most of the people Jesus was speaking to weren't overly wealthy, okay? So let's put it in that context. Jesus was speaking to the normal, everyday person, okay? And even people that dealt with poverty, so they're not gonna have 100 sheep at all. What typically would happen is, is households would get together. Communities, friends, family, people would get together and they would take their three or four and they would actually put them together to create a large herd. Then they would hire a shepherd, a group of shepherds, not just one, especially if you had a 100 sheep, that was impossible. Most likely there was more than one shepherd, maybe a group of shepherds. And these shepherds, that was their job. That's how they made their living. Or that's how they would barter for the things they needed in life while other people were doing other things, okay? And so this was a communal thing going on. And so it talks about how this one sheep is lost. And so if this one sheep is lost, that was gonna be hit to the community's economy. Okay, and so with that sheep needed to be found. It wasn't particularly the shepherd's sheep. The shepherd's was responsible for it, okay? It was the community's sheep. It would affect everybody. So in verse five and six, we hear that this sheep is looked for and found and then carried back on the shepherd's shoulders and that might have been a long journey. A lot of times they'd break the leg of the sheep so it wouldn't run away again, put it on their shoulders and they would carry it home and, and they 
he gets it home and he arrives home and he calls together his, his friends and his family and, and all those. There's a reason why he would do that. Yes, happy, joyful that they found that one lost one, but also, again, this was a community thing. These were all the people going, ah, oh, our herd, our flock is back together, right? We haven't had any loss. So I want to share an image with you just quickly, briefly, about what that story tells me and in relation to the church and who you are as well. The first thing is this, the one, the wanderer, the lost, the prodigal. Sometimes God needs to run after us and bring him back Bring us back towards him. And sometimes in our life, the, the prodigals, we know prodigals. We know those people have wandered away or maybe those people that have not found Christ yet. And God is relentlessly pursuing them through the ministry of the local church, through the preaching of the gospel. But then what happens in the 99? The 99 aren't left. The 99 are the church. The 99 are the, the sheep the community gathered together, that there's other shepherds watching over and guiding and leading and protecting. And then as a whole, they need to thrive and they need to eat and they need to nourish themselves. So when the one is lost, who is found and comes to the community and the herd and the flock, then it knows love and it knows care and it knows health and, and together it moves through life, right? God never abandons the 99. The 99 is the bride of Christ. Those people that are there growing, again, a place that can be a refuge for those who need it. And the establishing of his kingdom. It says that Jesus is the great shepherd. It says that God's the great shepherd. I love how Hebrews puts it in verse 13, a benediction to Hebrews, basically. Now may the God of peace, who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep. Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep. God is the shepherd seeking the lost, seeking to bring them into the fold, bring them in back to the 99, the community, his church. And so we celebrate the teams today, JW teams. We celebrate those people who actually are discipling those people who are in our midst are caring for people. People in our midst who are loving on members and guests and, and leading us in worship and, and greeting people, whatever it is, and discipling in Sunday school classes. We have all these teams that actually function and make up our church, and so we're celebrating those today. And that's the, one of the reasons why we love our church is because the very people who make up these teams. And so we celebrate those today. So why do we love our church? I thought about why do I love this church? I love this church first and foremost because Jesus loves this church. Jesus loves the church. The second thing is that Jesus died to establish his church. He established the institution of the church. And I think it was Pastor Todd a couple weeks ago said that, listen, there's no plan B. The church is plan A. The church is the body of Christ in the world. We are his plan and the third thing is the church is people. The church is people. And we never give up on people and we're called to love people. And so through video this morning, I want you to, to see and meet some more people. So let's take a look at this video. Good morning, sound guy. 
That's me. How long have you been at the church? 27, 28 years. 20, okay, that's a long time. Yeah. We actually got married here 10 years before. Wow. And we actually got married right up there. That's this awesome. used to be the sanctuary. So 30 years almost. Yeah. What do you love about this place? Uh, just the people. The biggest issue we had when we came here mm-hmm. is we tried several Sunday schools. A bunch of them were our age. Mm-hmm. And we walked in there. Nobody said hi. Nobody said anything. They were already in their little cliques and their little world. Mm. And we walked into the next one, and they were five to six years older than us. Chenowitz were one of those yes. that was in the class. Right. I don't get this umbrella now. Forget it. And there was another couple that was in there. But literally, they just made you feel super well. Oh, oh yeah. It was, I mean, man, we walked in the door. How are you doing? Gorgeous. And we've been in that class ever since. Well, I appreciate you, man. No problem. Have a great one. I love that. Uh, you know, the church is, uh, is people, and we're called to love people. And what a great little video of uh, Josh Walker did of uh, Terry Bell and, you know, doing his job, greeting people as people come into the church. Another thing that is awesome is the ministry teams in our church. That's what we're kind of talking about, the people, but the ministry teams. And there's so many different ministry teams in our church. We could name them all off. Uh, one of the, the key components to our vision and to continue to grow, continue to revitalize um, all areas of the church is to reach out to kids and their families. And you know, JW Kids is so vitally important. And one thing that we've done over time in our, uh, in our children's ministry staff and children's ministry volunteers have sort of recreated Sunday school. We've turned it on its head, as you used to say. And so instead of just all the kids getting into one room and just sitting there and listening to one person talk and maybe ask some questions, is we have this large group gathering called Orange. It's a, it's a time when the kids get to actually see the Bible story sort of being lived out in some um, exciting way, okay? And we have a group of dads as one of those teams that provides that teaching time and their uh, worship is led by uh, Dr. Stephanie Bruce as well and so she's a part of that. But I want you to just see what goes on every Sunday for our kids, especially when the dads lead. So check this out. One of those great teams in our church that actually brings the Bible alive. They're basically teaching that the tabernacle, about the tabernacle, building the tabernacle, that's what that tent was. And so what an opportunity for the kids. You know, that's something to remember. I remember when I was in Sunday school and just sitting around a little circle with a teacher talking to me all the time. And once the donuts kicked in, I sort of fell asleep. And so that just wasn't, you know, that's not the case. And so some great things are happening. There's so many amazing ministry teams here 
at our church. One other thing I love is the worship teams. The worship teams, those who lead us in worship. And so let's take a look at a couple of these videos. So why do you love the church? I love the music. Is that a surprise? Well, no. You are the main part of the music. Ah, uh, no, no. It's the best music anywhere, and our choir is so loyal, and uh, we just do some great things. Well, you're doing a good job. Thank you. See you, Judith. <laughs> How's it going? Good, man. This is awkward. Are you recording it? Are you recording it Okay, so I'm doing this video for uh, why you love your church. Is there, like, a particular reason that, that you guys love the church? This has your name all I mean, you probably have 10 things, but just give me one. You know first what thing, the first thing that comes to my mind is um, is the band. Oh. I, mean, I, I love the people that we get to serve with on Sunday morning. Yeah. You're sure this yeah. guy? Yeah, probably not this yeah. guy though as much. <laughs> I will say one of, the, one of the things that I, I'm actually very thankful for is I come from a background of lots and lots of churches, and um, I've, I've always loved to serve and always loved to play music and always loved to kind of be active in like, the service and some form or fashion. After doing a lot of larger, like, you know, crazier, like, uh, productions, it's, mm -hmm. it's just kind of nice to, like, be in a, a, a place where you feel like you have a family and you feel like you have, a, like, an actual home, you know? It's kind of, kind of nice, you know? Better? Let me get a close-up on your face. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> For me, one thing I think is amazing from this church is um, I've been here a couple years now to see the hands-on. You know, it's not just a church that says, hey, Jesus loves you, come fill our seats. And the years that I've been here, I see the youth go out and, like, rebuild houses for people that are, you know, struggling. And the mm -hmm. church always putting their hands out there in the community, which, to me, that's what church is about. You know, it's mm -hmm. much more than just saying, you know, we love Jesus. But you're saying, here's Jesus, and here's how we show his love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also like that they finally let me play a road drum set. <laughs> 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 yeah, let's celebrate our choir, all our musicians up here. Uh, we had the opportunity to see our, uh, you know, our JW Kids music team in motion today, right? We appreciate uh, Lisa and her uh, volunteers as well, and our kids. So a lot of these teams going on, and especially the worship teams, and you got to hear a little bit from the Mosaic Band as well. And so how do we love our church? We partner with our church right? We do ministry with our church. We give to our church. If you, if you want to connect, truly connect to the body of Christ, truly connect to a church and say, gosh, I love my church. You actually have to be a part of the church. You have to serve. You have to, to give. You have to speak good about the church. And yeah, sometimes it's a mess, but you got to speak good about the church because we need to speak good about things. In today's world where we hear so many bad things said about everybody and even the church itself. But the sixth thing I thought about is the people, not, not the church is people, but the, the people, right? That's what we've heard. And it comes full circle when we serve others. And there's some great videos. Just listen to this and how it comes full circle here. Danny, how long have you guys been at the church? We don't remember. <laughs> I want to say like four years. What's the one thing that sticks out to y'all's mind about why you love the church? People. Uh, <laughs> Terry Bell. The very first person, when, the first day we came here, that greeted us. Oh, you're serious? Yeah, first one to greet us, opened the door, showed us where to go, what Sunday school class to go to. I just want to heal. It was very welcoming. 
have you been at this church? Since I uh, joined in 1982. 82, okay. And then we uh, lived five years overseas. We uh, continued to give here, and uh, when we got ready, knew we were going to be coming back. I asked Carolyn, where did she want to move? I wanted to live in Santa Fe, New Mexico. She said, Houston, that's where all of our friends are. <laughs> of course. My church and friends. The church so, and friends are there. Yep. So, well, anyway, thanks, Larry. Appreciate you it. Bet. Have a great job. It's fun. That's fun. You know, our God loves the church. Our God loves this church. Uh, God loves the church so much. He loves the, the one, the lost, but he loves his flock. He loves the 99 as well. And we're called to do the same. I want to close with a little paraphrase, a poem of a John of the Cross poem that I heard this week. And it speaks to me about partnership. It speaks to me about love. Listen to this. You give a piece of yourself to the other. You see a piece of yourself in the other. This allows the other to do the same in return. You do not need or demand anything back from them because you know that you are both participating in a single bigger gazing and loving, one that fully satisfies and creates an immense inner aliveness. Simply to love is its own reward. I love that. Simply to love is its own reward. I love the church. Hopefully you continue to love the church with your gifts, right? And your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness. That's what we're called to be, the body of Christ. Let's go to God in prayer. Gracious God, thank you so much for all you continue to do in our life. Thank you so much that you have um, called us to be your church, Lord. We are your people, we are your bride, we are flawed, but we are redeemed. We don't have it all together. You have it all together for each and every one of us and for your church. And you don't leave the 99 alone. Lord, you are continuing to uh, grow and, and, and allow that community of faith to thrive so when that one comes back or that one comes for the first time, they have somewhere to stay. Lord, thank you for all that you continue to do and will do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I hope you enjoyed this message, and if you did, I invite you to support our ministry by giving online at jwumc.org give. I also would invite you to find a church to attend on a regular basis or join us at John Wesley on Sunday mornings at 8.15, 9 o'clock, and 11.15. God bless and have a great week.